Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. As an educator, Mr. Nelson's teachings are still being quoted in school. Everyone can rise above their circumstances if they are dedicated and passionate. Today, Nelson Mandela's teachings continue to inspire. Inspiration. Pass it on from PassItOn.com. Live from our newsrooms brings back our hit news network, SNN, with many news anchors like Arthur Brooks, Addison Hayden, and Beatrix Gemma. Brings you stories about the news worldwide. Tune in on Atlanta's number one stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6 radio stations. To get the latest news today, listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. Inclusion is just walking up to someone and being yourself. Inclusion. Let's pass it on. Like 18-year-old Sarah Grecian. My twin brother Jacob has an autism spectrum disorder. He didn't have any friends. So Sarah took action. She started Score a Friend. Including people with differences is the right thing to do. Inclusion is in you. Now pass it on from PassItOn.com. Dallas felt like older, bigger kids walking into the backyard of younger, smaller kids and picking fights and winning all of them last night. So Daniel Jones is a highly paid, average quarterback with a really great offensive coach. Not a big fan of Daniel Jones, but I figured he'd take another step forward and instead he took a giant step back. His best game last year was against Minnesota, the worst defense I saw all last year, and statistically really bad. He mostly beat up on bad teams. And we saw it again last night. If you rush Daniel Jones, if you hit Daniel Jones, if you speed the tempo up with Daniel Jones, there's nothing Saquon Barkley and Brian Dayball can do. Uh, I don't want to overreact. New York Giants O-line is really young. It will get better. But Dallas's defense, go to the last three games, it's just too much. Daniel Jones can't, he can't do anything. Dallas is too fast. They rush Daniel Jones. His last three games against the Cowboys, he completes 56% of his throws. His passer rating is 61. If you wanted to, you could go back to his last five or six games against the Eagles. The numbers are similar. So I thought he would take another step with Brian Dable. He's had home, Saquon's healthy, and that was embarrassing. You know, we always taught you don't want to take too much from week one because nobody plays their starters in the preseason anymore. And so Kansas City's offense looked bad. Cincinnati's offense with Joe Burrow looked terrible. And the Giants' O-line was overwhelmed. It may not be everything, but Dallas wouldn't lose to the Giants 40-0. 
Plus that defense allows Dak to stay out of the way. They don't have to dial up tough stuff for Dak and that's the advantage it is when you have a Niners defense or a Steelers defense or a or a Dallas defense, you don't have to ask too much. And I think San Francisco and Dallas defensively, just the speed, the range, the ability to cover multiple spots puts enormous pressure on a quarterback. So Dak early in his career had a great O-line and a run game and everybody fell in love with Dak. We've talked about this before. He's not gonna carry any team. He needs help. Early in his career, the help was on offense. Well, now the best coach on the Cowboys staff is Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator. Micah Parsons is arguably the best pass rusher, one of them in the NFL. So now Dak has a big assist from the defense. But Dak has largely remained the same. A game manager with some mobility, great leadership qualities, got lots of intangibles, easy to like. But this team's going to be about this defense. They, that was, that was San Francisco and Dallas defenses were going into the backyard of somebody else, picking on them and winning all the fights. Uh, and again, I don't want to overreact, but if you take Daniel Jones, he just does not have enough talent. And we've seen it in recent games against the Eagles and the Cowboys in division. He just doesn't have the talent. When you speed the game up, put pressure on him, there's nothing he can do. The Dallas defense against the Giants last night, seven sacks, a pick six, two picks, five forced fumbles, just absolutely overwhelmed. They looked the part week one. Whether they are, they're going to face much better teams and much better quarterbacks. Um, but in that moment, last night, you can say, don't overreact. But you think the Giants could beat the Cowboys 40-0? Not with Daniel Jones. They couldn't. So it was something. Uh, it gives you a sense of, I, I think it was a reality check. Again, Daniel Jones, last three starts against a very fast, aggressive Cowboy defense with a great coordinator, Dan Quinn. He's awful. In all of them. Home, away, he's awful. You can go back and look at the last four or five games against the Eagles. He's completely, utterly overwhelmed. When you have to blame other people for your star quarterback or a quarterback you, you want to believe is a star, you get the Giants. Daniel Jones is not bailing them out of that game last night. Mahomes may have lost that game. Burrow could have lost that game. 40-0 is something. Well, it's such an advantage in this league. Packers-Bears. And I said I wanted to watch this. I didn't think it would be beautiful, and it wasn't. But I wanted to figure out who's got a franchise quarterback. Feels like Green Bay does. But it's such an advantage if you're a young, inexperienced quarterback to have an offensive coach over a defensive coach. And God, wasn't this another example? Jordan Love, I don't think, is great. But he scored on his first drive, the first drive of the second half, the second possession in the second half, a very clever 50-yard creative screenplay between the O-line and the run game and the offensive coaching and sensibility Jordan Love looked comfortable. He didn't feel rushed. They had a game plan. He had support. Doesn't matter what the industry is. Young people who are trying to find themselves, they need patience. They need a hug. They need support. We saw Sean McVay save Jared Goff. We've seen Mike McDaniel take Tua to a place I never thought he'd reach. Juxtapose that with Justin Fields, defensive-minded Chicago, tough culture, 85 Bears and Matt Eberflus. Every time I watch the Bears, it's like, hey, Justin, go save us. Go make a great play. Frenetic. 
out of control, very reliant on running around. Running around as a broadcaster, uh, Greg Olson said, should be a complimentary piece to Justin Fields. A complimentary piece to an athletic quarterback like Josh Allen. It can't be your go-to, it can't be your fastball, you gotta sit in that pocket. Jordan Love, though, watching yesterday, has been taught. You know, I feel like NFL football for a quarterback is calculus. And calculus is always easier for a young student if, if he has a great tutor. And Jordan Love has a great tutor to teach him what he's looking at. Justin Fields doesn't, and he's on his own, and that's what the Bears offense looks like. But that's Chicago's history. They've never had a great quarterback. They've never had an all-time great receiver. They're still bragging about the 85 Bears. That's the toughness, the city we work hard, we kick butt, and I love that. But Green Bay is built to make the quarterback, even, even missing Christian Watson. It felt like Jordan Love, three or four different people had his back. The offensive coach, the run game, the O-line. So even missing his star receiver, he looked totally comfortable with rookie tight ends. Romeo Dobbs, he looked comfortable on the road as an underdog. Justin Fields never looks comfortable. And I believe Justin Fields has more natural ability. I think he's got a better arm. I think he's a better athlete. But it's calculus, man. It's always easier with a tutor. Go look at many of the young quarterbacks in this league who are struggling and what's their coach? Kenny Pickett, defensive coach, can't figure the old line out. We'll talk about that later. I mean, I swear, how many years does Mike Tomlin get to fix that O-line? Move off that offensive coordinator. Kenny Pickett regressed. He looked lost. Brock Purdy had an offensive coach. And it matters. Tom Brady jokes about Bill Belichick not even really understanding the terminology in offense. But when I watched Jordan Love yesterday, I didn't see like a star. But what I saw is a kid that's got size, moves pretty well. Um, you know, he missed on a couple of throws. I, I don't feel like I'm watching the next, you know, great quarterback in the NFL. But if you got two quarterbacks and they both have some talent, boy, it helps with a tutor. I mean, it really does. And, you know, we talked about this in the preseason. His first two games, he dropped back to pass 18 times. No rushes. He never felt pressure once such an advantage bears offense to me just like look it's youtube go make a play go be great if you spliced it and edited it up you'd find five or six plays and you're like that's amazing but when you watch it the pacing the tempo i'm not blaming justin field solely i don't think he sees the field particularly well yet he's still young it takes a while i mean mahomes admits year three when the light went on and he saw the field and so things will slow down for justin fields but he's not getting a lot of help and one of his teammates has decided he doesn't like football anymore. Uh, I don't even need to name him, but some of that was bad. You can feel the pressure building in Denver, can't you? I saw a study last week, and you've heard the saying, opposites attract. But over the course of 20 years, they did a study, I think it was a 20-year study, that opposites may initially attract, but couples, people, relationships that have 80 to 90% of things in common last Attract and last are two different things, and eventually the people with things in common are attracted because they like each other. This is what I worry about Denver, not losing, but Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are different people. I know both. 
I know Sean better, but I know both. Sean is raw, upfront, uh, critical, intense, urgent. He also tends to be more uh, optimistic and polished, and that's fine. But they're different people. I mean, there are they are different personalities, and that's why losing is trouble, especially as a home favorite in September. So there are so many, and I want to add this. I got nothing against Russell. I don't know if he's washed. I don't think he is. But there are so many great young quarterbacks in their prime. I'm paying you $48 million a year starting next year, which is going to limit what I can surround Russell Wilson with. You got to give me some special. Yesterday, I just saw efficient, a bunch of underneath stuff. The passing chart, they didn't throw the ball down the field. Russell was 27 to 34, but only 177 yards. No pop, nothing over the top. You're not going to win a Super Bowl if every drive has to be 11 yards, 11 plays. You're just not going to be. I need special. Sean Payton could go get somebody for 28 that's efficient. You got to have pop when you start paying 45, 48, 52. There was a great example, 6.30 left, fourth quarter, big series, trailing 17-16. Give Russell the ball, Sean Payton, he got pretty good protection, and it was a three and out. They got pretty good protection yesterday to Denver, and they had an efficient run game. Now, Jerry Judy does return, maybe in week three or four, but they had decent protection. That's what the data says. They rushed for almost 100 yards. There's some talent on that field. They'll get Judy back. They will help. But I just saw a lot of checkdowns. I saw a lot of short passes. Now, Russell moved better than he did last year, but he didn't really run. That's part of it. And, and you know, again, I don't buy that he's washed, but I do now buy that he's just uh, very efficient. That contract starts next year. This thing's not lasting two years if you're losing home games to the Raiders. Now, Denver's early schedule is manageable and workable, and I'm sure, you know, they'll find their footing. But remember, they played Russell more than other starting quarterbacks in that league. Remember the first game? I think he had like four series. Like, they played him. They wanted to work things out. So they got pretty good protection. They had a pretty good run game. They were playing a bad defense. They were at home. They were a favorite. And all I got was efficient. That's 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 all I got. And these guys, Russell and Sean, are different cats. Each their own person, and, and opposites may attract, but they don't last. And the only way they avoid turbulence is double use. You win. Brady and Belichick won. They never had dinner in 20 years. Tom Brady said that. They never had dinner. Opposite personalities. Right? Like one is everybody. Tom walks into a room. He's a light. He's energy. Big group of friends. Belichick's grumpy. Right? Like he's very private. That's fine. Both are fine. But what got those guys through their differences? Winning a lot. The first game of the year to the last. Mike McDaniel has made this offense absolutely the best Tua can possibly be. Tua's not hyper-athletic. He's pretty small. He gets hurt. He didn't have a huge arm. Um, you can see when you watch Miami, you can see the coaching. It's clever. It's multiple. It's shifty. It's deceptive offensively. Um, it's really clever. And you can see Mike McDaniel's situational coaching. On the other side, Brandon Staley is a defensive coach. 
he now has the most expensive defensive roster in the league, a Bosa on the edge. He's a defensive coach, yet the Chargers' defense is a mess again this year. And by the way, the Chargers played more man coverage in week one than any team, and they were facing Tyreek Hill. What are you doing? Yeah, man up, Tyreek Hill. The Chargers don't even have great corners when you're facing Tyreek Hill. Roll over coverage, do something. So it's really interesting. I thought yesterday was a coaching mismatch. Mike McDaniel is getting everything out of Tua. And you can just see it when you watch television. I don't have to be in a headset. But since Staley has arrived as a defensive coach with a Bosa on the edge, a Khalil Mack, they've spent money on defense. They have the fourth worst scoring defense in the league, the sixth worst yardage defense in the league, and the third worst defense in the league on third down. If you watched that game yesterday and you watched them last year, no team in the league gives up more third and 10 first downs than the Chargers. So Staley can't get his side of the ball right. That is a huge warning sign. You know, remember when Brian Flores took the job of the Miami Dolphins years ago? He and Tua didn't get along. But he, that Dolphins defense and special teams were great by week eight, and they didn't have great personnel. So Brian Flores mastered his side of the ball eight games without a lot of great players. So when you're a defensive coach, you have the most expensive defensive roster, you got a Bosa on the edge, and you have a quarterback and an O-line that gives your defense ample time to rest. You can't look like that. Now, Miami's explosive. Um, You'll face most offenses won't look like that. But I got to tell you, Mike McDaniel is one of those coaches. Kyle Shanahan, you know, his mentor is another one. When you watch the Niners and you watch the Dolphins, you can see the coaching. I mean, I'm not a huge Tua guy, but this is the very best Tua in the National Football League. The coaching is sensational. And I'm not sure there's a team in the league that's more fun to watch than the Miami Dolphins. But again, the Chargers have a very good online run game and quarterback. What does that mean? It gives the defense ample time to rest. This is not an exhausted defense of the Chargers. They have a defensive coach. It's the most expensive defense in the league. You can't be giving up third and tens, third and twelves. You can't intercept the ball in the end zone and then your players run out of the end zone. That's just not communicating with players. And Brandon Staley can be a bit condescending to media. I think that is starting to wear people out with that organization. I don't know. I watched that game on television, and I'm like, situationally, and props to Vic Fangio, his defense, he's not a big believer in the blitz. But at the end of the game, Vic Fangio dialed up, you know, two major blitzes, and the Chargers just weren't prepared. They just weren't prepared to block it. That's coaching. You're not going to expect that, so... Uh, that you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Miami's players, the quarterback, but when I watched that game, that was a coaching mismatch. Situationally, it was a major coaching mismatch. Staley is a defensive guy. Their defense stinks. And it's not like he didn't have anything to work with. He's had Khalil Mack. He's got a Bosa. I mean, they have their, they had a rookie who had a big play yesterday. They, they drafted well. Gotta be better.